Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. for doing and we are here doing another Doctor Who wrap-up show along with a dance. Yes. I think we <laughs> should do the, that. I love this sweet, sweet midi style. I know. We should midi, do the midi, 80s midi. dancing yeah. for the 80s the, the episode. Robot, I think that, yeah, I'm not doing that. I can't do the do robot. Do the android. <laughs> Alright guys, this is the 21st season Episode 6, The Caves of Androzeni. Yes. Mm, very a popular. Four-part episode. Oh, this is just really midi, isn't it? Yeah, it's so <laughs> midi. It's so midi. It's a midi-dazing. midi-dazing. Oh, God. Midi-dazing. This All is right. the 2010 version. Okay. Club midi. Wow. Club wow. midi. Oh, Club that's just... Club midi. Everybody, just welcome to Club midi. <laughs> welcome to Doctor. I think that we should start by acknowledging the following thing. Okay. That Matt here yes. has some familiarity with the classic Who. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't want to speak for you. For myself, I am obviously a Whovian, a huge, a huge uh, fan of this iteration of Who. But this has been my introduction yeah. to Classic Who. I've seen many pieces of Classic Who. Yeah, but this little, is my but first. But this is the first, yeah. like, full, yeah. like, all in. Yeah, so yeah. for everybody out there, you know, you know us. We love the show. We know a lot about the show. But, you know, a lot of people out there, I think, are like us, where we got introduced to the show through the present iteration. And now it's time, since the show is currently off the air, yes. to go back and take a look at who passed and really come to understand the this great history. Yes. Absolutely. The yes. ghost of Christmas <laughs> Past. Before we start, I think we should introduce ourselves because, guys, yes. we love it when you live tweet us during yes. the show. We yeah. really appreciate it because you guys have been doing that a lot. Um, I am Jenna Bush. It's at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. I am Matt Lieberman, at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Say that ten times fast. I am Jennings Roth Cornette. Or J Row, and that's at J R O T H C J Roth C. So live tweet us for sure. Let us know what you guys thought of the show. In fact, Please Father do. Wizard just said we sound a little Dalek-y. We Ooh. do. 
Well, exterminate. That's only Sorry. because we've been taken over by Daleks. Yes. Shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, definitely coming back in the second half of seventh season. But regardless. <laughs> okay. Um, so let, let's talk. Uh, you guys have never sat through an entire episode of Classic Who. Yeah. I know it's an adjustment. It is, is it not? Yeah. yeah. It is an intense adjustment. And it's yeah. funny because you look at other television shows or films from 1984. Yeah. And it Often, this feels really dated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really, I felt the past of I it. I know. I know. I did. Dar- yeah. uh, Dark Bulb, who is, he's a fan of the show. He tweets at us. He, he tweeted at me earlier. He was like, man, I, I watched a half hour of it, and I just I just couldn't. I'm sorry. I, I, I love you guys, but I can't. It was do really, it. Yeah. really difficult. Yeah. I, I mean, the production value... A lot of times I can get past that. It mm-hmm. was very, very difficult here. Um, and also, I think there's something about the 80s acting style yes. that yeah. really, really bothers me. And I'm not just with Do- Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, in general, it's just that, like, wow, you look like you're on stage in high it's school. It's very showy. Well, yeah. and I think that the reason is is because a lot of those, you know, on sitcoms and stuff, although I will say this, that there's films from the 70s that have an incredibly naturalistic tone to them. Yeah. And so this is really specifically its own thing in a way yeah. um, in terms of the production value and the acting style and it is very theatrical Yes. Um, and I think they were shooting a lot on stages you yeah. know and I think that it was shot and they you know sort of shot that way and I feel like they're on location more often I mean they're on stages too yeah. certainly yeah. now um, but they're probably they're also on location well, yeah well also this is this um the episode was sort of split up because there was some sort of labor riot. Yes, yeah. there was a so, labor riot that uh, prevented them from finishing the episode. There were two scenes that had to be cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was the opening of the episode in the TARDIS. Yeah. The whole reason that they go to Androzani Minor is uh, the doctor talks about he has this bottle collection that right. he made as a as a young boy made out of sand and he his Androzani bottle broke. So they were going there. That's why you kind of have at the beginning You kind of have a weird, half explanation. Yeah, you have that yeah. weird voiceover as they're walking right. up from far yeah, away. Yeah, that was added later when they decided to get rid of the scene yeah. because I guess there were some references to it, yeah. um, to the sand, and they right. didn't want to use that. Yeah. So And then at towards the end of the episode when uh, when the doctor goes to get the uh, the milk from the queen bat, the Spectrox bat, uh, that like magma creature, like the dragon thing. The dragon yeah, I, thing, which is yeah. which is really one of my more favorite elements because yeah. it had that sort of like TV Clash of the Titans. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know <laughs> totally what I mean? Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Where I was like, I can almost get behind this now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's like it's never. So it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's never name checked. No one talks about it, and yeah. it just yeah. sort of disappears because he's supposed to have a final showdown with it that they never got. And to then shoot. Never, and that's the creature that they're that they discuss. Yes. Yeah. Um, but instead, we get the teat of the queen of the queen. <laughs> 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 Which is kind of amazing. Let's talk about the doctor, you guys. Yeah, Peter Davison. Now, uh, it's, uh, it's and sh- this is what's sad is that poor Peter Davison. And of course, this is yeah. a really. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, interrupt, but no, this no. is a really popular episode. Yeah. Of, um, among Who fans, and he said, had they brought him this kind of a story earlier, he would have stayed on as the For doctor. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, he said it was just such a shame because suddenly the director, the story and the directorial style elevated in his last episode. Yeah, yeah. and he said he did regret leaving um, a job that was... And, and he went on to do plenty of things, so of right. really yeah. not a problem, but he was a little worried about leaving a full-time job. Um, and it is sad because if you 
took this episode, condensed it, smushed it to about half of what it is, yes. and up the production value a little bit, it would, it be would have very, been a really yeah. fantastic episode. There is there is like a really intense and and engrossing story. There like is. it's it, it you know it's just a clash of style right. versus substance. Like, if this sort of script, if this was being done in the current iteration, I think it would have been a very tense, very, very like, interesting episode. episode of Who. Like, you have, like, talk about stakes. The Doctor in A Race Against Time, he and his companion have been poisoned, and he crashes a spaceship into the yeah. planet mm-hmm. to go save her, running away from gun-toting thugs. Gun-toting thugs, I say. I, You know what? I, <laughs> but I, I think what's kind of cool and interesting, too, is, is that he obviously, I think, just in the reading that I did it, it felt to me that he had previously had mixed feelings about his work as the doctor. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he asked them to do, like, they uh, he asked them to explain the celery in this, in this he said, look, if I'm yeah. going to go out, let's ex- have an explanation for this damn celery. Yeah. <laughs> and they do it right at the top of the episode. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, and honestly, I was, I did plan on stopping to buy celery for so each one of us. So did I. Hair, so did I. But we all got stuck in mystery traffic, uh, which is why we started late, guys, just so yeah. you know. Yeah, apologies for that. Yeah, but well, blame the 101. Yeah. Blame the 101. But I did think that was kind of interesting because it's like this guy, I, I had this sense, and I may be projecting, but I had this sense that he was like, oh, wasn't totally thrilled, yeah. you know, with with, his, with it. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, they gave him all of the things that he wanted yeah. um, to well, create a character that he would enjoy. Well, who in the 80s, you know, it was when they were sort of like, the money was decreasing every yeah. season. The BBC weren't fans of the show. It was under a new regime, and they they were trying to get rid of it for years. But it was just so popular right. that they couldn't cancel it. So they just kept kind of screwing it. Exactly, which is to the detriment of a, of a really great series. And that never happens yeah. these days. I know. Never. <laughs> they never try to screw a series no, off the air. No, never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Um, but Davison, I think, as as a whole, was in the awful position of coming in after Tom Baker's seven-year run, yeah. right. you know, st- who's still, you know, uh, considered to be the number one, except for perhaps David Tennant right. of all the Doctors. Um, but fans at the time really responded to Peter Davison. He was the youngest Doctor at the time until Matt Smith came right. aboard. Um, He's the 12-year-old Doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt Smith started when he was uh, 27. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's he's he's very young and he's very young-looking and yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah, but you can see Davidson has a has a much younger feel to right. him. I mean, yeah. I have seen parts of the yeah. Tom Baker stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I know his his style. So, but there was something there were we were talking about this before the show. But there were definitely David Tennant moments. Now, obviously, I know David Tennant got them from, from Davidson, Peter Davidson. Yeah. and then married his daughter. Which is Which just all, all kinds of we, weird. We've just, decided is a little incestuous. A little tiny bit. Yeah. That's just because <laughs> he grew up as a huge fan of yeah. the show. Davison's his favorite doctor. He kind of took things from him in his own performance yeah. and then he married his daughter. It's 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 in a strange way incestuously beautiful. Yeah, let's just you know what? Let's just take the whole thing, let's let's box it up and let's just take it off the table. Let's take right. it off the okay, table. So, remove it. But there definitely were it's things. romantic, man. Yeah. Of course it is. Um, there, but there are definitely things that I noticed that were very David Tennant, just little looks yeah. and sparks of humor. And I think that's one of the things that little he's... Little quips. Yeah. yeah, little things that he, that he's known for, putting the, this sort of humor into it. Right. And you can see in the regeneration at the end of the episode, uh, a harsher yeah. actor. Just well, in one sentence. Although oh, I yeah. would argue... Well, yeah, he was kind of rude to Perry. Yeah, Wasn't Colin, he? Baker. Colin Baker was a little yeah. rude to Perry. Well, and 
Okay, go ahead. No, he's uh, Colin Baker is widely considered to be the darkest and most violent who. Right. Uh, you know, his was the first who to actually kill people. Right. Um, which is something that we're revisiting in the current series, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just such a stark difference immediately with one line. Um, but uh, there's just there's a lot of warmth there. But he's very gung ho action hero, Davis. Yeah, I I think that I I it's funny that you that you talk about the humor because because I feel like to me Matt Smith is really the one that brought the humor totally, in a big totally. way. Even though I mean I think that I think that David Tennant. I think that one of the reasons that David Tennant is so popular. Yeah. I mean, a is really cute. Let's face it. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But I think that one of the reasons that he really is very popular is because he he strikes such a a nice balance. Right. Yeah. You know, he's able to sort of go to the chaotic madman in a, in a box places. He's able to go and bring the humor. He's able to go and bring the dark edge. He and has so warmth. many and the warmth yeah. of the yeah. doctor and, and the, and then, you know, in the moments where somebody will do something and he'll say, I loved you for that. You mm-hmm. really believe that he did. Yeah. But it's funny that Matt Smith now is going for me to darker places, mm-hmm. even though he's been kind of, he was the lightest, yeah. most humor filled out. I do want to, uh, at some point in our, our classic who ex- uh, exploration, after we've seen a few examples of other things, I want to watch uh, a, a Colin Baker serial called The Trial of the Time Lord, yeah. which is uh, where they really explore the dark side of the Doctor. If you remember the Dream Lord episode from season yeah. five, uh, it's oft believed that the Dream Lord is actually the same villain from Trial of the Time Lord, but I won't give too much away. We're okay. Get, well, get one, to of, that way one down of the things the I wanted to talk about is is the the warmth and the passion because yeah. one of the things I think about the classic stuff that I've seen is that just there's just not that energy. I'm like I want to grab them and shake them and say get interested in what you're doing. Right. Yeah. You know, like watching Perry. You know, other than the last shot where she's got the cleavage hanging over, and, really, and he like, said, "Yeah, he did." She, she upstaged he said him. she upstaged yeah. him. Well, in I his mean, very last scene, they were right there. They but, were impressive. But like the 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 fact that he's regenerating, she does. He doesn't. He says it doesn't feel the same this time. She doesn't know if it's really going to happen. She's like, "Oh no, yeah. yeah, oh no." I will say this, you Wake guys, up. and not to be not to be mean to Nicola Bryant, who sure. I'm sure was a lovely lady. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, first of all, American, which I was a little taken she's aback. She's not American. Did you hear how many times that stupid accent slipped? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Yeah, she was playing playing an American, American is what I meant, and they made her do the American accent during public appearances, right? And so playing an American, which I thought was interesting, and I was like, well, way to make the Americans look useless. Yes, you know, I really <laughs> like. I don't want to be cruel, but I was really unimpressed with this companion, and maybe it would be the kind of thing where over time she would grow on me. But I felt like what usually the companion is really markedly contributing things to yeah. the Doctor's life, and I feel like episode to episode, it's pretty clear that they are. You know, you get what Donna brings to the doctor in yes. each and every episode. Mm-hmm. It's maybe especially Donna in, a, mm-hmm. yeah. in an odd way. Um, but you but you know you you get what Amy brought, you get what what Rory brought, you you get it. And so I was like what? Like you're eye candy like you're well, literally I, eye candy who is now but, is now being taken and yeah. he even said I'm sorry, but ju- yeah. but but uh but it's even the line of 
look, it's this beauty yeah. and these brains, uh-huh. and they're certainly not in the same package. Yeah, Shara's yep. Jack. Shara's Jack. Very, uh, very Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah. We should say who was actually villain. up for that role. Oh yeah, Tim Curry was up for Mick it. Mick Jagger, Mick David Jagger. Bowie, David Bowie. But none of them could amazing. fit it into their schedule. Yeah, so they got a ballet dancer. Yes. But I will say this: I, <laughs> I actually of the all of the characters, I actually liked him the best. Yeah, yeah. You empathize with him. He I, he was awake. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was performing. really performing, yeah. and there was some. There was sort of like a sexual, like the fan of the opera. Mm-hmm. That character needs to have. There is kind of a dark, magnetic sexual yeah. vibe to him. Yeah, you know, it's oh, weird, yeah. and I don't know what the snake rattle was about. I, or the I, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And they're just been living in those caves for too long. The I know. Caves of Androzani. Oh God, there are just moments where he he's they're like. Blowholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes like when he's angry and he goes he's like slams the table. Yeah. Like, oh, stop. Oh, my God. If I I would have been kicked off the stage in high school for doing that. Yeah. yeah. It, w- it was a little bit like a like a late. It felt a little bit like a late night soap opera. Yeah. Or, Guys, a, or really a daytime soap yeah. opera. Yeah. Guys, he was a very well-known ballet dancer. Yes. Okay. Yes. They needed a celebrity. And he still is. Yes. He did move. Yes. Like, very gracefully. Those of you listening, I'm gesturing in, wildly. Yes, in his leather, in his leather, in his leather mask. He, oh, yeah. he, okay, can we talk about that for just a moment? Sure. Is like somebody <laughs> in the costume department had such a laugh, thinking like this guy is totally like an S and M gimp, and yeah. uh-huh. he's running around our our children's show. Like mm. someone <laughs> was just getting such a kick out of yeah. that. Yes, and his fir- the first thing that he does, he just runs his hand over the TV screen. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh yeah, that was a little queen. Christina where he pet things a yeah, lot. I, don't, I know that was like a really weird deep movie geek reference but yeah. she does have that scene where she, it's not Queen Christina it's um I can't no it is Queen Christina and she just walks around and pets everything and I was like we stop touching things yeah Put your hands away, you creepy! Oh, that's, Rob uh, is petting all right. that. Now, now I'm, I'm being petted. This is this is the voice of a man who's being petted. Hi, me. Creepily you're gonna, stroked. I'm gonna. You're gonna Be see me later, and you're gonna get. You're just gonna get. <laughs> yes. Flag on that play. Oh, Thank you very God. much. Well, let's talk about. I mean, so not to give people the impression that we don't enjoy this episode. Let's no. talk about the things that we did. Like this was yes. a really kind of intricate complicated story yeah you know you've got three sides to this inner to this planetary conflict over uh this material that can extend Extend life human life to Mm -hmm. double its length which i thought here here's two things that that were interesting to me about that a like that's just such a common mythological kind of thread like of course you you know, people often come up with substances in films that were meant to believe that people are going to war for. But it's like, what was it called in Unobtainium, uh, which is just like, it's it's stuff that you need because it's <laughs> great stuff. It's great stuff, it's stuff and, and you can't ever. obtain it. And you can't obtain it. It's Unobtainium. <laughs> Duh. So what I liked about this was that, of course, like you would go to war over yeah. this like elixir of life. I might. But what was funny is that the president who was like, do I look you know, do, do I, I look, look 80? And I was kind of like, kind yeah, of, I do. Maybe you're mid-70s. <laughs> and they were like, you not a day over 50. I was like, you've lived a really rough, rough life for 50. Yeah, yeah also, dude. your <laughs> hair needs some work. Just yeah. giant. I just oh, thought, I loved his, like, Grand Moff Tarkin hair. Oh, it really <laughs> was. Casting-wise, I was like, why would you cast someone that looked old yeah. to right. be the example yeah. of how this kept you young, but fine. But 
really you know? at the core of this conflict, you have you have Morgus, this businessman, yes. the most wealthy businessman in all the part. five planets. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, oh, okay. no, 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 go, go. All right, so Explain he's, he's manipulating, you know, Explain all, both sides. Th- all, all, both sides, and then he's responsible for the third side of the conflict. You have Shara's Jack, yeah. who used to work for Morgus, got betrayed by him, got disfigured right. by so him. Right, so Shara's Jack is making all these androids. Right, so that he can prevent... Uh, Morgus and the government from getting any more uh, Spectrox off the planet. Right. And oh. then Morgus is selling weapons to the prop, the military, yeah. but then he's also selling weapons to the gunrunners. Exactly. Right. And you guys, I mean, I'll tell you, this is like what I found fascinating is that because in, in most, and people have heard me say this before, in really good sci-fi, I feel like really, really good sci-fi does point to sociopolitical elements yes. of its time. And I think, and I, we were saying, look, mm-hmm. in 30 years, this is roughly 30 years ago, right. a little less, 20, 28 years, roughly, 1984. Okay, anyway, so... Um, in 30 years or so, if yeah. someone is looking at Battlestar Galactica 2. Uh, 2.5 with a new Caprica storyline, yeah. who is going to be able to put it together that... I mean, I think it's fairly obvious, but yeah. th- what that is pointing to is the occupation in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And that what's really interesting about what they did at that time was take the position of the occupied in right. a time when in our culture, everybody was looking at it through the lens of the occupier, yeah. you know? And so that's, I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So what I was trying, I was like, what was happening in like, Britain, you know, because it felt so specific to me that it was pointing to the idea of conglomerates who were selling weapons to both the government and to those who were fighting the government, which is something that really is still relevant in our world today. Well, 80s England is Thatcher's England, you know, mass unemployment. unemployment. There was a a depression all throughout the 80s. That's what really led to the the punk movement. The miners riot. Yes. You know, but so there was a lot of economic unrest and certainly opposition to Thatcher and Thatcher for many people felt very authoritarian Uh, what's wrong with I just mispronounced it it's not that I don't know the word before you yell at me I know (laughs) really no one yell at her thank you yell at Roth you think this is easy huh (laughs) authoritarian Um, and certainly Reagan here was a whole other other side to the Thatcher point you know it was Um, the Cold War it was the Cold War era but what I was really trying to trace was like okay somebody's really pointing to big business practices Mm -hmm. and how that's getting really tangled up in the government and we can look at now yeah you know absolutely especially with weapons sales yes yeah you know especially with weapons sales and people profiting off of wars yeah and i thought like so that to me was what made this a really fascinating episode Mm -hmm. because i i was just really into the idea of somebody calling out this conglomerate yeah and again like i think that there are so many good things you can pull out of this episode that yeah. if you if it were today, you probably would have condensed this down to 45 minutes and made the things a little bit clearer and it wouldn't have been so wrapped up in like little bits of things on the side. Right. So what, what you do pull out of it is really wonderful. Also, I have to point out something about the um, Cylons, I mean robots. That they, um, androids. Yes, androids. Sk- skin jobs. They had skin, skin jobs. jobs, yeah. That looked exactly... Like the doctor, and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and just and they were able to build them 
like, in five minutes. Really quickly. I mean, really, it was really very, fast. In a cave. In a cave. In it was cave. very impressive technology. Yeah. Very, right. very impressive. But right. not as impressive as the doctor's detective skills. Yeah. Right. These, these dice are still warm. Yeah. Just dice, I wrote that down. Talk these dice Sherlock are Holmes. still warm. Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> How long do dice stay warm? Now, I play D&D, and I can tell you, they really don't stay yeah, warm. Yeah, stay warm. Which <laughs> means they were playing the with the dice like a second ago. Right. So he's, he's good. He's re- he's the doctor. He's, he's really good. He's the doctor. Now, but also, so the regular androids have like just one little eye. Yeah. Yes. They can only see heat signatures. Right. Yeah. But the other one's look exactly like people. Yeah. Mm. Another thing that I thought was sort of interesting was they brought this idea of the red cape in. Yeah. But but why? Like, it just was never really explored. The doctor and Perry are sent to their to their deaths executed yes. in the first 30, 30 minutes, minutes of, of the, the episode, episode yeah. which is pretty awesome yeah. for the 80s show to do that. Yeah. Um, good story. It was a good and yeah, and it was. and then they left the audience hanging at yeah. the end of that episode wondering if they really had been shot. Yeah. You know? Well, the other the only thing that I they can, hadn't been. Yeah. Well, the only thing I can think of as far as the I mean the red capes were obviously there to signify that these people were giving their prisoners some kind of respect, yeah. but also because as they were shot there was no blood and the guy yeah. was watching it on his little hologram thing. Yeah. And I'm like the, do you not there's no blood. They're not bleeding. They're not. Yeah. They're not dead. They haven't been shot. Just saying. They yeah, look well, dead. They fell over. They're all wearing all over the, the capes. They're wearing I a mean, red cloak. It looks like blood. I think that, that again goes to kind of the the overall production value of it. Yeah. Though it was like bang, bang, bang. Yeah, I, I think this sh- this episode really does like reinforce the themes that we know and love about Doctor Who. It's you know it's it's the Doctor without any weapons, without trying to fight anybody, is just trying to survive. Uh, the machinations of of greed, greed and, and uh, mm-hmm. distrust and death and destruction yeah. and betrayal. Yeah. I mean because um, you know certainly Sheriff Jack was was Sheriff betrayed he, by Morgan. Yeah, and and, and the Morgan president was well, betrayed the by president. Morgan. Pretty much yep. everyone was betrayed by Morgan. Yes. Morgan, yeah. who does many monologues directly to the camera. And that's yes. that he it was a misdirection. Yeah, yeah, he misunderstood the direction yes. and thought they had told him to do these, and then they were like, "Man, it works." As <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> soon as I saw him look at the camera the first time I was like oh no it, no. it adds a Shakespearean no. element to yes. it it's a soliloquy yes. oh yes. god but I really th- and it's funny because I was watching it going like obviously I mean this is very popular and people really love it and I think that what it has going for it is this this story yeah you know and I think that that's really why because you've got the fan like we've said you've got the Phantom of the Opera which is always really sort of sad and tragic and interesting mm-hmm. because it's like you you know you how much will you um become obsessed with the idea of beauty yeah when it's taken away from when you. it's taken away yeah. from you that's kind of a thing you've got the fountain of youth what will you do to and live you've forever got, you've got the two of them poisoned within the first five minutes of the episode like the to me it's just the stakes have never been higher is the, is the message that I, that you get. It really picks up in episode three into episode yeah. four. Episode four, the doctor crashes back to the planet in an attempt to save Perry at all costs. You know, at the last second, getting this this Spectrox milk. Like it, he legitimately, he was not going to let another companion die yeah. because right. he had just had Adric die. And yeah. as he's as he's regenerating, he sees visions of all of his past companions, and the only one that he calls out out to is Adric. Yeah, right. and. 
interestingly, that was sorry to interrupt. Interestingly, um, I was reading that they were all filmed separately. It wasn't stuff from previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. It was all they new were footage. all filmed, and they had to bring a couple of the actors back who were not on contract. Yeah, yeah to do that. And the master, of course, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you appears. need to die, doctor. <laughs> die, doctor. <laughs> yeah, I, I just say that my favorite line was those spineless cretins. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, I <laughs> mean, really I, wanted to do that. There were things that I really did like about it. I mean, I, I like I said, though, but mainly for me, it's all about like who was trying to call out whom in the writers' room. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like that's kind of the mystery that I, I want to uncover. And we were, I was talking to Matt trying to figure out what was happening. I mean, we yeah. we talked about this, but I was like, well, Afghanistan was a little bit earlier, and that wasn't really Britain. That was us telling selling weapons. I mean, the United States at that time. You want to know the yeah. source of the allegory. The source of yeah. the al- I do want to know that. So if you guys know, I'm really serious. If you guys know the source of the allegory or have ideas about it, please comment or tweet at me because this is what I live for is allegory. Yes. And I'm kind of not kidding. It's so sad. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, I'm really like, I, I, I'm really trying because at that time the, it was the United States that was really more functioning that yeah. way yeah. in terms of the United States um Supplying, unless there's just part of British history that I don't know much about, but in terms of the United States supplying weapons to rebel forces, I mean, and it was doing it in Afghanistan that then became the Taliban eventually, but and certainly in South America. But anyway, if you guys know what it's all about, let me know. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Um, I want to just talk about, since you guys have never really been exposed to it, you get to see a brief glimpse of the old school TARDIS. Yes. Yeah. Um, what What do you think? The the kind of like whitish, pinkish background. I mean, I'm colorblind, so I can't tell exactly. Are you really? Partially, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I that that sort of thing doesn't bother me. Old school. I mean, there was a little bit of the of Commodore sixty four on the the console. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, when we're talking about the maps that they have in the in the caves. Oh stuff, yeah, the the, the like, Atari yes, map. They were Atari. Of, they were yeah. totally Atari games, and you can build a robot that looks like perfectly like a human in five minutes, but that's your map. Yeah, awesome. it is, yeah. because but they can read it really well. It's very simple it is very for a clear. reason. It's right. very clear. But as far as the TARDIS, like, that doesn't bother me when going back to old school, like even old first Battlestar Galactica, which, I'm sorry, is almost unwatchable now, and I did watch it as a kid and loved it. Yeah. But, I don't mind that stuff. That stuff makes sense to me. The technology that existed and what looked futuristic. Yeah. What bothered me more was the clothing and the big giant tubing uh, around everybody's uh, clothes. I don't know why that just this is the thing. Yeah. I, That's just how they dress on Andrzejani Major. I, I like the War choice. Games computer. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. and, I, and I also think it's a little unfair for us to kind of judge the look, the now ancient looking yeah, computers. You because can't. that's not they weren't ancient looking at the time exactly. and now we would look at technology probably in 30 years we're going to look at their depiction of futuristic technology and go yeah. really oh of course by the way father know. wizard says he loves us we love you we too, love you oh, too. We love you thank too. you very thank much thank you for yeah. watching yes, yes. Um, but yeah i mean that's true that's the, i think that's why it doesn't bother me because when i'm looking at it i'm thinking iPhones are going to look really stupid in 50 years. Yeah. So, like, I don't... I'm totally fine with yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, classic Trek, they didn't even have monitors. It was, like, pictures yeah. with right. a light behind it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I think that's that's sort of... I mean, you have to let those, those things go a little bit. For me, it was really more the flattened out look um, of... You the know style. The, the style, the flattened yeah. out sort of look, the flattened out kind of acting. Yeah. You know, those things like that, those, those bothered me more... 
and the, the monster. Yeah. yeah. I love the magma <laughs> I monster. Oh, I love the monster, the, too. The magma monster was awesome. I'm, I think it's, wow, that's a I'm great trailer. I'm here for trailer. two minutes. Uh, I don't, you know what it is? I think for me, and I don't know if it's because I started as an actor or if it's just, I, I, it's the acting that bothers me. Yeah. That's the thing that really gets me. Like, just even when we're talking about an the one character who is hum- there's a human and an android form Salatine yeah Salatine oh, yes. and yeah. when we're when we're we're informed that he is a robot there is some sort of MIDI music and then this look yes and you're like really is that what makes you a robot yes, yes. okay yeah by the way evil face evil, evil blank <laughs> oh, face creepy. Robert no. Lannister Rob is doing the evil robot face at me I'm um, concerned you know I, I actually the scenes that I probably <laughs> that I also enjoy don't now I'm gonna pet you. No. That's what you get. That's I what can't, you get. I can't win. For I those who are, are not, <laughs> for those who are, just our listening producer to this. is letting yeah. us know that he is not amused by yeah. our behavior. Yeah, Matt's face is being. Do you, I, what do you guys make of the? That was gun, the petting the, music. The, that was the, the petting music. music. Oh. Yeah, wait, bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> oh my! No, your whole face is being pet right now. <laughs> it's really creepy. Guys, if you are listening to this, trust me, you should go and watch it on YouTube. So, I the gun runners. Yeah. Yeah. What did, what did you... I kind of... I, just, I mean, it was all so over the top. Yeah. Oh. You know, and just just seemingly pointlessly violent. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like when the, the mass murder yeah. or, or the part where he like shoves he, like, like a suicide, suicide capsule. Suicide capsule. Uh-huh. It's like, bite it! Bite it! Bite it! Bite it! Bite bite it. it. You're gonna bite it! And, then, and I like that he kept faking him out. You know, he's like, oh, I'm gonna shoot you. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I really am. I know. Yeah. But to be fair, the second in command was incredibly dorky. Just it, just go back and watch the parts where he's walking on the cliff. And yeah. by walking, I mean lumbering around like a, like, okay, a, like, a, like a yeti. Yeah. Jenna, what you're saying is that he deserved to be shot because he's dorky. A little bit. <laughs> I'm so kidding, guys. I am so we're kidding. We're all in danger. Right? This I am too. Of law. I am I too. Don't, I yeah. don't know if we're going to survive Jenna's regime. No, I won't Jenna's, survive it. Jenna's yeah. regime. I wouldn't yeah, survive no. my regime. No, but oh, I mean, God. it was just Next, we're going to find out you, you threw the president out the window. Might have. Yeah. But I Might've. kind of, I weirdly liked that storyline because I, I thought it was like kind of a fun contrast, not fun, but an interesting <laughs> contrast because you had this like super spacey, like really over the top, yeah. you know, world created on Andrazani, um, Andrazani Major yeah. and of the, the world of the president, which was like the space age. And then you had like guerrilla rebel suits. Yeah, on yeah. And, and Andrazani like Minor. Digging made around of, in the sand. Yeah. Made of ripped up parkas. Yeah. Made up of ripped up car- parkas. And I kind of liked that contrast too. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. it was, you know, it was again, it was like the little guys over here digging in the dirt and mm-hmm. possibly dying in order to get the, the wares to... Yeah. yeah, to the small. Well, to portion. be fair, I—I I mean, I know we're sort of bashing this a little bit, but to be very fair, I have watched shows as a kid that I tell people now to go back and watch, and they're like, "Oh, that's awful," but I remember them differently. Yeah, I just I do too. If this is just a, a short example, but I reread The Hobbit recently, mm-hmm. which was still awesome. Yeah. But there were so many things missing that I must have imagined in my head. Then that, that when I went back, I expected far more description. I expected sort of different things. Yeah. So I think that's sort of what this is like. If you watch this live, mm-hmm. or you watch this as a kid um, you know you're taking different things from it because that is the standard of the time exactly. so you don't know any differently and so coming mm. back at it from a place where we're seeing these incredible production values I mean right. it's hard for a TV show oh yeah and well, especially acting. this 
this yeah this last season too yeah. because they're really giving really, giving really it money stunning. yeah really stunning. yeah and and I think too well and I the, like I'm saying there's a lot about this that I like and I understand why this is one of the most popular Doctor Who episodes yeah. um, and I agree with you I will tell people like oh my God V is was like amazing yeah you know it's what hard I mean? to go back then, yeah. <laughs> you can <laughs> never go back again yes but at the time it was I the won't scariest, watch it again yeah it was the yeah. scariest I tried to watch it again I don't know but yeah. at, when I watched it as a kid I was terrified yeah and it was amazing so yeah. so please know that when we when we say all it this, is with so much love it is it's, because yeah. we love this show and we love the doctor we love the lore yeah and we're we're exploring it with a sense of fun and yes. also too oh. that's right <laughs> also too <laughs> Oscar right here I don't think this that face <laughs> I don't. I didn't feel like I had enough time to really get to know this doctor. I know, and, all, and we're gonna we're gonna to watch offer. more more Peter Davison episodes. Uh, we're definitely gonna jump around in, in terms of like production value and shooting style. I really want to watch uh, John Pertwee's first serial, uh, which was shot entirely on film. It's still the only Doctor Who episode ever to have been shot like a movie. Okay, yeah. I would like we'll to watch, watch that. that. Yeah, we'll watch that, and I'm sure we'll come back with something else to say. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this: I don't think, no matter how many times I watched Perry, that she would be a favorite companion of mine. That's yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't do much. And yeah, her and hair inter- like me. classic companions. You know, you've got Sarah Jane in the in the Tom Baker episodes, yeah. who we've met, of course. Yes, yeah. and. Yes. Uh, Ace, who's the highlight of the Sylvester McCoy era, yeah. who was one of the like best companions How they you ever doing, had. Ace? So Sylvester McCoy, who is playing Radagast the Brown in The Hobbit, just thought I'd bring that around yes. and bring circle it, and it, it all comes back to oh, the Hobbit. Circle. <laughs> I, I do think what's interesting about that, though, looking at that, it's like 1984, I mean, it's 30, it's not that long ago no. that, that I thought that it was funny that the sexual politics were so obviously, at least in this little world, it's, it's, uh, she, were so obviously yeah. ass-backwards. But yeah. you know what? I mean, I think that is part of the legacy of sci-fi. I mean, there were people like Anne McCaffrey, in terms of books, like Anne McCaffrey and mm-hmm. Andre Norton, and like all these different different authors that were going out of their way to change the way women were portrayed in right. sci-fi but yeah. part of the reason that sci-fi had something of a bad rap for many many right. years th- I mean there were a number of reasons but one of the things was the way women were treated sure yeah. and trade yeah and now now you do not so in all of cinema and well yes but it was actually <laughs> it was actually a little bit more so in, in sci-fi. sci-fi well sure I mean even just I mean listen I'm not don't get mad at me people yeah but please don't get mad at me either don't get mad at me but six to seven was uh, or seven to nine was not that long ago right and I'm not saying that that was a bad character yeah. either but right yeah. obviously right. very yeah don't yeah. get mad at them you, you can get mad at me totally instead. get mad at Matt it's all his fault what it's we just said I, I talked to it. her I actually talked to her about seven yeah. to nine and what she thought about you know as a mother of daughters mm-hmm. and what she sort of thought of of how she rode that line of like when does something feel sexually exploitative and when does it not yeah and and she really took the time and she said you know I, I just feel like if there's something if that's all there is to a character then then at that point that's not okay but if she's sexy plus all of these other elements then well is there anything wrong with being sexy right and that's still a debate now but like at the same time you don't see a sci-fi movie or tv show without some kick-ass chicks it's true you don't and but that is still a thing is it they lead the way in kick-ass chicks now yeah is it like they absolutely do so is it a, a guy with boobs that's that's one 
form is it the woman is so strong she must be killed off mm-hmm. or recent more recently we've gotten to women who can exist as really tough women and still be human and still be sexy and it doesn't matter if they are or not sure we still working on Starbuck. it mm. exactly yeah exactly Starbuck. everyone loves Starbuck. everyone loves Starbuck. Starbuck. but but that's but it is something to to consider when looking at older things like companions it is, and, it is. but I mean even and it's funny because I was just when I was watching that I was thinking about sort of the sexual politics on television at that time and I was thinking well I guess at that time too you had like shows that were directly dealing with that like Moonlighting and also another detective show um, oh gosh what was the one Cagney and Lacey no oh, the great I've got example. my top man on it <laughs> or yeah. possibly bottom woo <laughs> I'm, loving the, I'm loving the yeah. saucy, very That's saucy amazing that sound you just, That you just pulled this out. No, yeah. it was uh, Remington Steel. Yeah. Uh, which was yes. basically both shows were like the women were the ones that were running the show, mm-hmm. but the sexual politics of the time demanded that they have a dude, like a pretty guy, step yeah. in and pretend that he was doing anything. I didn't think we would have thought of Bruce Willis <laughs> as a pretty guy. But right. at the but time, at the time. He was quite pretty. Yeah. 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 I just want to talk real quick about the connections this episode has with the modern series. Yes. Um, just recently in uh, the, the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe, mm-hmm. last, yes. the last Christmas special, uh, there was a whole subplot with a, uh, a foresting, yeah, foresting, foresting an expedition from Androzani Major. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I think it's great that the the through lines that they have in in the older, in the old series yeah. and, the, and the new one. I love seeing that. I think that's kind of you know i mean that's a lot to keep track oh, of yeah, too. there's got to be from. a massive bill like just dry erase board somewhere <laughs> of just like rules you <laughs> rules. all the rules all lingering things that you can pick up again or i suppose it could be on something digital instead of being on i don't know like a wiki like a wiki that's not sincere although i have no idea why <laughs> <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Oh, Sheldon. Makes me happy. Um, and also, um, Davidson was in, what was the name of the episode? He showed up with David Tennant. Oh, a Time Crash, which was time a, crash, a Children in Need yes. short. Which I have not seen. Oh, it's so funny. Either. I love the Children in Need shorts. Did you see the ones, uh, the more modern ones, Space yeah. and Time? With, yeah. Uh, yeah, with uh, Amy and Rory. Those were so fun. Oh, wait. Okay, wait a minute. What? But is Here something happening happens. on Twitter? Things are happening on Twitter that Things I didn't even see. Things are happening. Ryan Whittallison, and if I am mispronouncing that, I'm so sorry, Ryan. Ryan, my friend Ryan, says the closest thing I can think of is the Iran-Contra stuff. But that was a year after the episode, which makes it very Ooh. prescient, mm. doesn't it? That so was, it was just, ooh, that's really it was just tapping into something so that was So it was tapping latent. into something that was latently in the air. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. And then Father Wizard says, I've watched a lot of old Who, so I'm used to the cheese. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice oh, cheese plate. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, and then she, and then he also asked nutty. us to not be <laughs> so hard cheese. on Nicola Bryant's acting because she had all the clumsy exposition and the bad American accent. But the bad American accent is her fault. Yeah, that's it? you can't really look <laughs> you know? either cast an American, <laughs> yeah. or don't bother making her American. Yeah, it was, the thing is that when I had read that they had her use her American accent for public appearances, so people wouldn't know. I was like, I knew in the first two minutes it was yeah. so awkward. It was terrible, and I just wondered why they had bothered to make. I mean. 
I wondered the what the point was of well, making it. Well, we need a... to watch the episode where they where he meets her. Okay. 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 Maybe there's a very good explanation. Well, there's a very good reason to have have her be an American companion. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, hire an American actress. Why you could also do okay. that. Okay. Sorry. All right. And let's let's back off. She stepped in a spectrox nest in minute two. I okay? know. I it know. It was downhill from but there. But she was bad with the second she got out of the TARDIS. But- I was too, but he also was like. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was funny. Their relationship, there was not a lot of warmth to it because yeah. she stepped into it. Yeah. And then he's like, what's wrong with you? Well, shake it off. I know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I know. He just doesn't really I know. The I old, know. The old you doctors know. didn't have a ton of patience. Yeah. Uh, Apparently not. No. But um, next week, <laughs> I yes. think the episode that we should watch is uh, it's a Tom Baker episode called City of Death. It's my it's my all-time favorite, shot on location in Paris. You've got uh, Julian Glover, who was the villain oh. in uh, in Indiana Jones and the Last mm-hmm. Crusade, mm-hmm. is the villain in that episode. Very fun, very cool premise, very light. It's a good episode. It's the episode that uh, that Tom Baker and his companion fell in love in real life. Aww. And then they got married. Yeah, that's what happened. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll watch that. All right, yeah. now you got the O out of us. Yes. You did. Now, uh, do we know if this is available on Netflix? It is available on Netflix. Okay. I do not believe it is available on Amazon streaming at this time, but if it turns out to be, we will tweet that at everybody. Okay. okay. You guys, let us know what you thought. If this is your first introduction... Yeah. Yeah. The classic mm. who let us know what your experience was like. I'm dying to know if you had some of the same struggles that mm-hmm. that I did and I think Jenna did yeah. too with some of the dated aspects of the show. And if you liked some of the things that we really did like and enjoy. I mean, I I sat there and I wished this was made in a modern era. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Because, because I thought the story was so strong. That regeneration would have been heartbreaking. He yeah. sacrificed himself to save her at the last second. Yeah, like that. Really, it's that scene at the end of 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 part three yeah. where he where the uh, gun runners have broken into the the cockpit and he's crashing the ship into the planet and the desperation on his face I'm like that's the doctor yeah. that's the doctor right Absolutely. there now I know what show that's, I'm watching that's the yeah. doctor that I want to see and then g- going into the next regeneration he yeah. blames her subconsciously I read that and that's a that's a little dark and dreary and interesting a little bit yeah it's something I kind of probably would have been into watching at the time but let us know what you guys thought did you like it or were you already familiar do you think that we're being too harsh there is also there a, is moth a moth in, in here. here hello moth hello moth which I'm <laughs> Stephen Moffat. Oh, oh, yes. That oh. was really beneath Mascots you. on your leg. <laughs> That's all right. All right. I'm, um, I'm not afraid of bugs. And then, yeah, let us know what you're thinking about what what you're fantasizing about for yes. for, for the Christmas seven and yes. the Christmas episode. Absolutely. Okay, guys, make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe. Rate us well, please, and leave us comments because we really do read all of them. We read all of your tweets. Again, you can follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV. You can follow me at, at Jenna Bush, B U S C H, like the beer, not the president. Uh, at Matt Lieberman, L I E B E R M A N. And I am at J Ross C J R O T H C. And make sure, guys, if you watch Homeland, um, Ralph and I will be doing our wrap up show in a couple of hours. Yes, so. and they're awesome at it, so definitely oh, check I it thank out. Thank you. Yeah. And the show rocks. All right, and check out all of our other shows. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. 
Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.